0: Happy Hanukkah, I think, still, when this comes out. It's no nerds allowed.
1: Didn't Hanukkah start today?
0: No, it started... My name is Jackson McMurray. Happy Hanukkah. My name
1: is Ellen McMurray. Happy Kwanzaa.
0: I don't think Kwanzaa is... Kwanzaa is only six days. Hold on. Hanukkah.
1: Happy Yule. That was the twenty-first. I know
0: that one. December twenty-second through the thirtieth. Yes. Happy Hanukkah still. Happy Hanukkah still. Happy second to last day of Hanukkah, everybody. Maybe not
1: when this comes out, but yes when this comes out. Yes when this comes out.
0: It's the second last day of Hanukkah when this comes out. Great. That's what I was looking at. Happy.
1: We're gonna party like it's Kwanzaa. It's gonna be
0: Kwanzaa party. still then too. Yeah, happy Kwanzaa also.
1: Yule already happened. It's y- so What's depressing. Yule? That's the pagan holiday.
0: Oh, what about Boxing Day? What's that, Adeline, that, smart guy?
1: Um, <laughs> um, I listen. I only knew that it was Yule because I opened up Tumblr and all the witch blogs were <laughs> going off. So that's the only reason I know.
0: So um. I'm trying to think, because this is is our post-Christmas. What would you rather do for the thumbnail? Would you rather do a Hanukkah thumbnail, or would you rather have, like, a sad, half-decorated Christmas thumbnail? Well,
1: we could just have, like, the snow banner, and then just, like, regular us on it instead of the elves. Okay. Because I don't feel qualified to draw anything for Hanukkah.
0: (laughs) It's a dreidel. A dreidel, and it's blue, and there's a menorah.
1: Are we the dreidel and the menorah?
0: No, just also there's a dreidel and a menorah. Okay, you can do
1: you can do that yourself. But, Clip art.
0: Well, fine, maybe I will. Fuck okay, off. Okay,
1: do it. Okay, but then you gotta get some for Kwanzaa too. No,
0: uh, I don't have to do everything for everybody. That's not my responsibility.
1: <laughs> Listen.
0: It has to still be festive because this is our December times, our yeah. holiday fun times, and I don't want the last one yeah. to just like not be a Christmas well, movie I was just anymore. Saying, I
1: didn't want. I don't want to draw us in, like, Hanukkah outfits, because I think they no. like, just...
0: It's nah. just regular us. Okay. There's just a menorah behind us. Okay, Burning yeah. brightly. Yeah,
1: put a menorah if you With want a menorah. seven right. out of the
0: eight candles lit, because it's going up on the second to last day of yeah. Hanukkah. Yeah,
1: listen, if you want to do that, go crazy.
0: <laughs> you have to contribute. You have to be a okay, part of this. Okay, fine.
1: I can draw the menorah.
0: Okay. Um, so, uh, hey, Ellen. Hey,
1: Jackson. What
0: are your secrets?
1: About, about what? <laughs>
0: about um, the movie we watched this week.
1: Um, uh.
0: I'm just throwing you off your game. I'm throwing a wrench in the works.
1: Okay. Um, my secret is that I liked it. What is it? It's the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Uno.
0: Part one. So yeah, and before we dig into this one, not Um, not to be a downer about it.
1: Okay. But
0: we, I feel like we should have sort of a disclaimer because J.K. Rowling has been a big thing.
1: It was a big transfer
0: in, in the last few days, and we just want to say that we acknowledge that, and it's not really surprising. Um, yeah, I but mean, it's that's... just more explicitly confirmed now. Yeah, I
1: really thought we'd been new. I really. thought. Yeah,
0: I no, mean... me too. But yeah, and you know, if you know, you have permission to not listen to this episode if that's still upsetting for you. Yeah. But we also think that you know, it just because she has these problems herself doesn't mean that her her work is is off limits for any kind of yeah. discussion or I mean, experience. It's, it's or... like
1: two parts death. It's one part death of the author. And a second part, there's like 10 billion other people who also worked on this, right. and it doesn't feel fair to be like, oh, J.K. Re- J.K. Rowling's Re- Re- problematic, so fuck all these fu- totally fine regular <laughs> yeah. people.
0: Well, yeah, and I mean, also, it's not even death of the author; it's more like just that, even, even in the context of the author, it's still we should talk about it, and yeah. we should still discuss it and be a part of it. It's not like ignoring the authorial intent of this or that, is yeah, just yeah, yeah. you know being aware of it which we've been doing already we, pretty much yeah. we've been talking about this this whole series <laughs> guess so. what
1: jk reality has pretty much always been problematic <laughs> yeah, yeah, as soon as she like got a
0: twitter and started talking
1: about her opinions. um
0: but yeah anyway that's our disclaimer uh bill nye is in this movie i didn't know that is i forgot really? who
1: does bill nye play
0: Bill Nye play. He's the very first guy. He's the minister of magic who gets killed. Is that Bill Nye? You are confusing him with the science guy. I outline. am? Oh. We've had this conversation so many times. Are you sure? And it's very <laughs> embarrassing that you're still confusing this. We have
1: never had this conversation. <laughs> yes.
0: Bill Nye, the English actor. We had this it, We had this conversation on Mike in our Detective Pikachu episode. Are you sure? Because he plays the bad guy in Detective Pikachu. Are you sure?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: It's Bill Nye with a Y at the end.
1: Okay.
0: He's an English character actor.
1: Okay, well then I don't care anymore. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, he's good. He's very good in a lot of things. I didn't know, I didn't remember he was in this movie. Well, great. Um, and like the, the introduction to this movie is, I don't know, the biggest thing I have written down is just that Bellatrix Lestrange is doing so much in this movie. She is doing
1: so much. Because
0: she was already kind of big in the other movies, obviously. Yeah but she's like twice as big in this one oh, yeah, so far and i just don't know why why nobody rained her in a little bit i know <laughs> cuz she's she's going enormous yeah. in this one
1: but i this is like just comparing the movies to the books and i am always uh, i'm always a little bit upset with what, how they cut short like cuz everybody's leaving home you have that really cool scene where like hermione's like obliviating her parents and all that stuff But then you have the Dursleys, like, packing up and leaving, and the movie's just like, and then the Dursleys left, and now they're gone. Like, I wish they would have, because it's a deleted scene, too. I wish they would have kept that scene where there's, like, kind of a goodbye. Right. And, like, Dudley has that moment, he's like, I don't think you're a waste of space. Like, that was such a powerful moment in the book, and they just, like, totally cut out of the movie. Because I was
0: going to say, I think that was on the DVD that we had.
1: Yeah, it was in the bonus features, yeah.
0: Are you super sure? Yeah. Because I remember that quite well. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the, um... But yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to say is because this is the last movie and, like, if they... We, when they cut that Dursley sequence out, it's just like we never, ever get any kind of closure on their yeah, their them. relationship, you yeah. know? It's like, okay, um, the last time we saw them was in Prisoner of... As- no, was in Order of the Phoenix, I think, when the Death Eaters yeah. attacked Dudley and we just never hear from them yeah, ever, ever again, again. <laughs> and that's just the yeah. end of that but yeah so yeah I guess it was a deleted scene because I remember it really strongly yeah like the video of, well, of cause the them g- the guy who leaving. plays
1: Dudley like does a really good job like delivering that line yeah and is, he does a great job and I think it's a very important part of the film and they cut it out. And listen, I get it. This movie's very long, right? But like that—that that was important. We needed that. Yeah,
0: no. And I think you know the the thematics of this movie are you know similar to those of the last few ones, but a little bit bigger in the sense that it's about sort of like transitioning from childhood to adulthood. And oh yeah, this is now the moment where it's like okay, you're in it now. Yeah. <laughs> like this is adulthood now. You're moving on to your next phase. Yeah, you're not transitioning anymore. This is you having to be an adult and be a yeah. part of this well, whole thing. Well, but
1: that's why I like that scene even more in that context. Cause right. it's like the villains of when you were a kid, like your older brother bullying you. Like he's not he's not in any capacity the villain anymore. Right.
0: No exactly. It's it's a it's a new he's yeah. starting his new phase and part of that is a yeah. is an upheaval in your relationships yeah. with the people around you, you know? And yeah. that is like a really important one for Harry. So it's like cutting out that moment is like just ignoring this particular next next phase that he's entering into yeah. in his life, you know.
1: Yeah. You know what, you know what I think they should they should have cut out that scene where he goes to the cabinet under the stairs because that scene is just kind of nothing and it's only cool because yeah. we know. Like he goes in there and he sees his old toys. He's like, I'm a I'm a man. Uh-huh. I can't I can't play with these toys anymore. Yeah. Are
0: those toes? Are those <laughs> those toes? <laughs> Toads. Are those toes significant at all? Or I mean, are they? I mean we just... see
1: them we see him playing with them the first one. Do he really? Yeah. God, the
0: first movie sucks so bad. Yeah. I don't even give a shit. Yeah.
1: Um
0: so yeah. I have been reading just as sort of a, a through line I hope to continue through the next movie as well. Yeah. Because it's the, the last book, the finale. Yeah. And one of the things that sort of defines this book is like the body count, right? Oh, yeah. Especially like when I was a kid and it came out and kids were reading it, that was like the only thing anybody wanted to talk about as an elementary schooler oh, yeah. <laughs> in terms of literary criticism. It yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. how crazy is it that so many, that people, so many died. people died? Yeah. Um, and I think I've, I've been hearing a lot more from people talking about writing character deaths and talking about how it is. Obviously, not always, but it is sometimes just a really lazy sort of way to get uh, an emotional reaction out of an audience, yeah. you know, And that there are usually a, a a what's the word I'm looking for? There are usually um alternate ways to get at that same emotionality without having to yeah. straight up kill a character. Um, and so I was thinking about that specifically while I was watching this in this, this body count. Yeah. Um, so far, the because the first one that gets killed is Hedwig. Yeah. Which I think is fine. I think that's a good one. Because yeah. it's a good, like we were talking about before, it's a like good... Like
1: death of childhood. Yeah.
0: Like you're in the next phase now. Hedwig was something that belonged to your childhood. And now She. She. She is dead. Yes. And uh, so you're like moving into your next phase. I it's a
1: she because it's... women are women <laughs> and men are men. Okay.
0: Uh, the, um, so you're like you're in your next phase now. Hedwig is gone. And that's the thing. So it's like thematically relevant yeah. and sort of, you know, uh, has, has to do with the the experience of the character. Yeah. And then right afterwards is Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. Which I think... Is
1: maybe the laziest death in the whole movie. Well, I,
0: I was going to say I kind of like Mad-Eye Moody because it didn't necessarily have to be Mad Eye Moody, yeah. and for his character particularly, it's not super meaningful. But what it does is, it first of all, sort of like killing Loki in Infinity War, it sort of establishes the stakes. You know, yeah. it's like this character died, and you feel that throughout the rest of the movie, that tension of like knowing that, like we've done this, and yeah. you know, this is kind of on the table. Um, and also, it sets up the the emotional through line. With, um...
1: What's his face? Yeah,
0: um, Dungo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dungo the Italian guy. The,
1: the burglar from Home Alone. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> What's that guy's name? Um, it's
1: something really stupid. It's a wizard name. It's got like 12 syllables
0: on it. Hold on. I know they call him Dung. Mundungus B- Fletcher yeah, is yeah, his yeah. name. Mm-hmm. Because they said that emotional through line, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, because he abandoned Mad Eye Moody, he died. So that way, when they have to bring him back and get something from him yeah. later in the movie, it means something a little bit more because you've got some emotional energy going into it already.
1: Yeah, I guess they've just screwed up Mad Eye Moody's character so much in these films yeah. that I just don't care about him anymore. Mm. Because we talked about this in the in the uh, Wizard Tournament, whatever the, that book's called. That one. Um, Because it's like, we said, like, the whole year that they know him and they establish this, like, really close relationship, we find out that that wasn't Mad Eye the whole time. But then everyone on the planet just pretends like that was Mad Eye. And we still have that relationship with him. So it's like, and honestly, like, since then, we've only seen him, like, two times. And really, all he's done is, like, been there to, like, be just, like, extra protection for Harry. But so, yeah, like, that. even though we do have the emotions of, like, you abandoned someone and they died, like, it's because it's Mad-Eye Moody, Moody and because they've kind of, like, already screwed up his character so much, it just right. seems like, also, Mad-Eye Moody died off-screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoopsie. <laughs> what
0: if Mad-Eye Moody got into voodoo? Okay. Mad-Eye, you just said, almost said Mad-Eye Moodoo, and I thought that was very funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Because I think Mad-Eye Moodoo is a good... It's like cellar door. It's okay. just a very phonetically pleasing sound. Say it. Try it. No. Try it. Just say a Mad-Eye no. Moodoo. You what's, almost did what's once. What's next thing? Mad-Eye Moodoo. <laughs> your thoughts?
1: <laughs> bad. A bad, bad um, Uh Dead air. Nine
0: out of ten. I think... This is just a stupid sense thing I wrote down, but okay. when he goes to the borough and he looks at that obituary of Dumbledore and there's a picture of the author of the obituary next to it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, shouldn't you put the person you are obituaryizing?
1: <laughs> like a picture of, you know, uh, like a Dumbledore. The person, yeah. Well, what I always love about all of the moving pictures in the newspapers is that they have this picture of, like, Dumbledore's secrets revealed. And there's, like, this picture of him, like, closing, like, the school door.
0: Nothing funny happened.
1: <laughs> Jackson just poor Dr. Pepper all down his shirt.
0: <laughs> Nothing funny happened. He's a midsummer summer
1: night's dream shirt. That
0: didn't happen. Anyway. I don't have a head- I don't have a midsummer night's dream shirt because I'm a cool guy. <laughs>
1: because I was not in theater for four years in high school.
0: No, I was in theater for two years in high school.
1: It felt Did like your facts infinity. Anyway. What was I gonna say? Oh what the fuck was I talking about? I
0: don't even care anymore. Podcast's over. <laughs> <laughs> I've exposed You're you. You're <laughs> talking about the moving pictures.
1: Oh, because I have that picture of like Dumbledore like, closing the doors to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, mysterious. But that was staged. <laughs> They'd be like, alright, Dumbledore, you stand on <laughs> side you you like close the doors. so he was like, alright, this won't be used against me at any point in my life or afterlife. But it's
0: not... I think the rules with that are not necessarily... I guess you do have to take a picture of somebody, though. Yeah.
1: Let's not go into how those work, because we'll never know. <laughs>
0: Didn't he once close the doors of Hogwarts in one of the last ones. I'm
1: sure he when has. Sh-
0: shit hit the fan and they, somebody could have got a Picature. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Who cares? I don't give a I fuck. This no movie's one. stupid and I hate the whole world. You, um, okay,
1: listen. Just because you poured Dr. Pepper all over yourself doesn't mean <laughs> that we can
0: um, stop. So, okay. I love that the Minister of Magic just shows up to the Weasley's house to yeah. read Dumbledore's will.
1: Is there not like a I, wizard lawyer? Yeah. Is he... Why is this his job? I, I guess hope because that, it's like the ministry is like trying to figure out what happened with Dumbledore and stuff. Right. But like the minister yeah. of magic. I
0: hope that when I die, the president of the United States of America reads my to <laughs> reads my will. To...
1: Because you're so s- suspicious that yeah, they don't know what to exactly. do with you.
0: President Dwayne the Rock well, Johnson can over, visit my family. Yeah,
1: you skipped over the part with, the poly- with all the Harrys with the Polyjuice potion. Oh, yeah. Because that's really good at Harry's energy. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is doing such a good job as pretending to be all these other people, and it's really funny.
0: Yeah, now imagine if one of them was Wolverine. Stop. I think Daniel Radcliffe should be Wolverine. That's my my big hot take for the week that I'm telling everybody about.
1: (laughs) He needs to be... Okay, I think he could do... I think he could, like, super easily play young Wolverine. I don't think he's beefy enough to play Wolverine. He's
0: very beefy. I don't think you've seen him enough lately.
1: Do you just stare at pictures of shirtless Daniel Radcliffe? He's, like,
0: the only Hollywood leading man that didn't become a Hollywood leading man because he was like super handsome and famous, yeah. you know. He he was sort of grandfathered into it by because being in a, a movie kid. when he was ten. Yeah. yeah. So he's like the only like bankable Hollywood star who's like five foot five and weighs like 150 pounds and okay. it's like a brick. <laughs> like, Wolverine should be, because he's super stocky, yes. and nobody else in Hollywood is as stocky as he yeah. is. Well,
1: I think, I think it's because, I don't know, like, Wolverine isn't supposed to be like a handsome guy, it's like he's supposed to be like a short brick of a man, and I think Daniel Radcliffe is a handsome guy. No, I... You don't think Daniel Radcliffe is handsome? I don't handsome? think he's really
0: that handsome, he doesn't really have a lot of a chin.
1: Well, he's handsome in like a regular person way. I suppose. Yeah.
0: I think I think if you saw him in character with yeah. sideburns and a cigar hanging out of his mouth, I and think claws. he would look
1: like the world's biggest dumbass. <laughs> no, you're talking he would about. be good. Daniel Listen, Radcliffe would be Daniel a good Daniel Radcliffe Wolverine. is already doofy. You want to make him
0: doofier? He's not doofy. He's you're very wrong. Doofy. Wolverine can be doofy. <laughs> no. Um. The, um. Like, I don't know. This movie is so interesting to me because, like, genre-wise, the Harry Potter movies are sort of weirdly indefinable, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you can say, like, fantasy, which is, like, cool, that describes sort of the vibe, but it doesn't, like, describe what happens in it, you know? Yeah.
1: Like, it's not an adventure. It's
0: just kind of an adventure fantasy. It's, it's like, just sort of nebulous. It's, like, I don't know, it's a story about kids in a magic school. It's, like, yeah. yeah. Um, But this movie is sort sort of a genre swap away from what it's been regularly doing, and it becomes... Like I wrote down, it's almost like a gangster film. <laughs> like I mean, honestly, it's yeah. yeah, it's like a heist movie. They're like fugitives from the law, and there's all this stuff about having to hide from people and people like sort of being undercover and like yeah. that sequence for near the beginning where they're at the diner and those two guys like turn around and start shooting spells at them. Yeah, yeah. Like feels like it's right out of Goodfellas. Yeah. Like it totally has like a seedy noir like yeah. gangster. Well, because this vibe is the first it.
1: film where we've had like wizard fights. That weren't mm-hmm. either between like students or between like the most powerful wizards of the realm. Like these, right. be, like all the like fights that we have in this movie feel like real like street fights, like how wizards would actually fight in real life. Right. Because in all the other movies, it's either been it's either been kids fighting or it's been Voldemort versus Dumbledore, and like that's <laughs> right. not a comparison for anything that we can make. Right. So it's cool. I really like how they do like the action of like fights in this movie. Like they have a lot of kinetic energy, and I feel like they do it really well. Right. Like look. Okay. Also. I know that the Malfoys are the spooky bad guys. I get it. But there's no way in hell they live in that house. that's maybe <laughs> the worst house ever. There's no furniture in it. It's made there's of There's a stone. big table.
0: There's a big table there's in it.
1: There's no light in the whole place. It's there's made of There's a big stone. table with a
0: snake on it. And the
1: colors are gray and gray. There's no way that this is a home that You've they You've only seen live one in. room.
0: You can't judge a house by its one room. Okay. That's the saying.
1: Also... I I know, speaking of that big table,
0: I know- Good big table. I know
1: that Voldemort, like, rules, like, through fear, and that's his whole thing, and he's never known love, and he'll never love anyone, but that whole scene of him, like, talking to all the Death Eaters, it just seems like nobody in that room wants to be in that room with any of the people around them, and I get that that's kind of the point, that's like, oh, Voldemort- Yeah, they're afraid, but it's like- this sucks. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it's just, it's a weird energy because I know the loyalty is like solely through fear and I think the kind of the point of that is that it comes to bite Voldemort in the ass is that all he has is fear. Right. And when people aren't afraid, he doesn't have any power. Yeah. So I guess, I'm not saying, I'm not criticizing it for the fact that it feels like everybody hates each other. I think it's very good. I just think, it's just such yeah. a weird feeling. It's like, this is this is a team. This is their headquarters, and everyone's just like sitting in their chairs, like afraid to move. Like right, it's such yeah. a weird energy. Like nowhere is safe for the Death Eaters. Right. Basically, no, yeah, it's a
0: weird, it's a weird dynamic. In the, I'm trying to remember in the last one if any of the Death Eaters ever try to like. T- usurp Voldemort or, like, sort of turn against him or if they're all pretty much loyal the whole time. Because if it were me, I would say, you know, I think one of the things about, like, ruling through fear like that within that sort of organization would be that, like, you're you're not necessarily garnering the, like, explicit respect of people. You're garnering the, 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 you know, fear out of them. And it doesn't quite... I don't think that would lead to the same kind of loyalty if ever... They saw an opportunity, you yeah, know? exactly. Um, so, but I don't think I don't think they ever play with that idea. So no, I mean, yeah, no, it is. It's a weirdly hostile scene, yeah, and it, it's sort of uncomfortable to watch. and I think it doesn't really pay off in any meaningful way. it It's a distracting choice is yeah. what I'm trying to get at. And it's not a bad thing, but it's just like not especially relevant that everybody behaves so yeah. powerfully. Fearful.
1: Well, it's, like, even among other Death Eaters. Like, right. You know, like, of uh, people on their side, like, it feels like there's just, like, nowhere safe. Like, with the Malfoy's at the very end, when, like, the Snatchers come to their house, and they just, like, immediately start fighting and, like, right. killing each other. It's, like, there's just, like, nowhere that's safe for these people. Yeah, right. uh,
0: like, do you know what time it is?
1: Was oh, it already? I said. Oh gosh. I'm trying to do it, it sometimes in the time? middle. I'm trying
0: to do it sometimes in the middle, and not always at the end. Okay. Uh, it's, it's uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's trivia time. Uh, and, did you know that um, when the locket Horcrux is opened, some of the first things that come out are spiders because it is one of Ron's fears. Yes. The look on Rupert Grint's face is genuine as he has a fear of spiders.
1: But. They weren't real spiders.
0: <laughs> that, that's the thing.
1: They were They dead.
0: said, Imagine spiders, and he made a genuine oh. look of fear. <laughs> so
1: he was acting. So, yeah. He was playing pretend <laughs> yeah. that he opened a locket in, in real life and spiders came out of it.
0: He was acting, but it was genuine. Got, gotcha, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha.
1: Uh huh.
0: Um, did you know that uh, many Harry Potter fans consider Dobby's death to be the most devastating scene of the franchise? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert.
1: Well, god damn. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I cried a lot in the theater the first time that I watched it. But like, watching it this time, it felt, it felt like one of those like, gotcha moments. No, that's what I thought.
0: I thought Dobby's death was pointless and didn't really add up to anything. We spent like, eight minutes on his funeral. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, did you know, that Chris Columbus, director of the first two Harry Potter movies...
1: He's a bad director.
0: ...has a figure of Dobby the Elf in his office. I'm,
1: sh- I'm sure he does.
0: Cool piece of trivia cool piece for this trivia. movie yeah. that he did not direct. Um, it
1: was not involved in, <laughs> in really any way.
0: Oh, the clock ticked over. It's not trivia time anymore. So there was something you were going to say when I interrupted you about trivia time. Oh,
1: I was I was going to talk about... Because in that scene when they're like, all talking about... Voldemort and all the death leaders are there. They've got that lady suspended and Voldemort's like she teaches muggle studies. Right. Which is something that we have never established at any point yeah. in the whole in the all the movies. It's like we don't know this lady, but now they now they want me to care and I right. don't care. I I like I like the message of Right. Like she teaches muggles and she likes muggles and she thinks that wizards and muggles can live together, and that's why they kill them. I like that there's definitely supposed to be some emotional pull because she looks like to Severus and she's like, Severus, tell me, we're friends. And Severus is like, right. nah, dog, I'm with Voldy now. But it's like, that would have been so much more effective if it was a character that we knew and had seen yeah. and had grew up with, like Snape. But I also
0: think it would be stupid if it was a character we knew and she just died like that. Just like in the very yeah. beginning, the movie was like, oh, Voldemort killed her, because... Mm. Like, no, I think I that would think... Have,
1: I think that kind of, It would be kind of like... It's... It's kind of, I, I think I would like that if it was someone that we really liked and then they, she was just killed solely because of her beliefs right. at the beginning of the film. I think that would really set up like what, what's going to be happening and how yeah. like the Dark Lord operates. I think that would have been great. It's, like, if you were to think of it, like, if if that was McGonagall and she was, like, hey, Snape, help me, we're friends. Right. That would be really fucking impactful. Right. But it's not impactful here because we don't know this lady. Like, we haven't even talked so. about muggle studies as, like, a thing that was at Hogwarts. Right. Maybe we have in once in, like, a passing, like, sentence. I was going to say,
0: it's been set up before. But, but like, yeah. that's,
1: like, a pretty progressive thing for this wizarding society to have a class that's, like, hey, like, that's, like that's like a big thing for them to be like hey muggles are like important and just as right. much human as us like that seems like something that we should have been talking about more before now right. basically
0: Yeah no I don't know I think I think the fact that it's sort of an anonymous teacher Yeah is um I think I think it works better simply because it's like I'm trying to think about how I want to phrase well, this Well it's like
1: well cuz we talked about last movie All we're doing is, like, developing the characters more because we're going to go on this adventure. Like, why not throw her in in the last movie when all we're doing is developing characters so we can just develop her quickly?
0: Yeah. My point, I think my biggest thing is just that I think it would be really disappointing. I think it would be a a cheap kill if it were somebody that we already knew. I think the fact that it is it just sends a message about the ideologies yeah. that they're not necessarily hunting down high profile targets they're just like going after anybody yeah. that they are that they are upset at you know Yeah. and I think I think it's a really effective scene just on its own terms you yeah. know um but um but yeah I don't know we've said our piece we can move on to the next bit mm. um the uh we're, we're about at the point where they do the heist on the Ministry of Magic right yeah. You're not missing anything?
1: Yeah. Well, I want to talk... Well, because they go, they go to the black house, the house that belongs to the blacks, and the serious black. Right. And they find Creature, who we've established before, who's like, he belongs to like this horrible family, so he's kind of horrible too. Right. But I just want to say that the, the, the house elves were a mistake. Why did we We do don't it? have to say
0: this every episode. We, ever. I got to say
1: it every episode because okay. they come up in all the movies. <laughs> it was a mistake.
0: Why did we do this? <laughs> okay. Um, so when they when they do the heist on the ministry, I think that's one of the best like sequences, like maybe in the whole franchise. It's
1: Really good. Props to these three three people who act very very well.
0: Yeah. No, and it, it's just like it's this perfect like heist sequence that has so many like twists and turns because all they're yeah. doing is they're like, oh, we're gonna go in, we're gonna find Elbridge and get the necklace off Yeah. But like the fact that they disguise themselves as somebody else, and one of them immediately is sort of wrapped up in the. In the life and struggles of the person that he's yeah. pretending to be is really fucking good, yeah. and it not only because it not only like provides a big wrench in the works for the 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 heist itself, and it's like oh now there's sort of this extra 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 piece we have to deal with, and there's another like life we have to kind of save, otherwise you know she'll die. Yeah, like we'll, she'll die through our inaction, you know. Um... But, it, so it sets up that wrinkle in the heist and makes it that much harder for them, but it also sort of establishes the status quo of what it's like to be at the ministry right there, yeah. right? That people are just being interrogated and and sort of, uh uh I mean, interrogated is the only good word, being interrogated yeah. because they're being, sus- like, under suspicion of being muggle-born yeah. and they're just, like, going through and, like, taking people away and just, like, I don't know if, mm-hmm. you know, the subtext is unclear whether, like... Killing them or put them in yeah. jail or what's going on, but like, uh, it it kills two really important birds with one regular sized stone. <laughs> I think it's a really smart, a really smart piece of storytelling. I yeah. really love that turn of events.
1: Yeah, it, it just honestly sets up the world so much. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I don't know why we drink so much juice potion in this movie, <laughs> but I'm not complaining because it's very funny. It's yeah, done no, very it's super well.
0: good. Um, what do you think about the kiss at the end? The kiss gag? I think it's fine. (laughs) I don't think it's, like, bad or anything. I just think it's, like, totally not what we wanted right then.
1: Totally deaf. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just, like, I kind of wish it would have been, like... Oh my god, like if there was kind of a little gag where she's like, it's funny that she's confused that there's two and then she turns back around and Ron is just like a 17 year old boy. Yeah. I think that would be funny on its own, but then it was like, oh, and then she like kisses him all in the mouth real good. And you're like, okay, let's not do that. Let's just do the first thing instead. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do the regular version of this, if you don't mind. The regular
1: human being version of this. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any notes because then they go and they're in the forest and they're foresting and, and they're in the forest. Yeah, it's like most of the movie. It's like most of the movie. They're just in the forest and they're all mad at each other. But the, it's it just seems so stupid because like Harry puts on the locket because he's like we gotta we gotta like keep this safe. And we should keep it on our person. And it's it's the One Ring from Lord of the Rings. So everybody mm-hmm. gets mad at each other. But it's it's this it is just kind of this is kind of cinema cincy. But it's like why do you have to wear the locket at all?
0: Because I don't want it to get stolen. But
1: just keep it in your pocket. It's just the three of you. I'm sure it would have
0: the same effect if it were in your pocket, oh, put it on the
1: fucking table. But like, then it know, could get
0: stolen if somebody gets in and they freaking, don't see you. But him. if
1: freaking, but if you're gonna kill each other because you're wearing the locket, maybe nobody put it in Hermione's fucking bag of hell
0: that's
1: got <laughs> bottomless true. pit. But full you of don't stuff.
0: know that it wouldn't still have an effect on her in her hell bag. But
1: not if she's not always wearing her hell bag. But
0: then, so
1: what could steal it, Adeline. <laughs> but there's just the three. The they right keep, the
0: but they don't know that if people are looking for them they're being hunted yes they never can be sure
1: okay I'm just saying especially
0: that. if they get captured
1: I'm just saying it's unnecessary conflict
0: if they get cappuccinoed yes then they could take it away.
1: Okay, but they could do that if they were wearing it. Also, no, nah, because
0: it's strong. No, you <laughs> no. couldn't get it off. of You over
1: the head, Jackson. <laughs> it's how you take no. off a
0: necklace. No, 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 because see, the thing is, is that heads are very big, and it'd be kind of difficult if you're struggling. If you're struggling, it's hard to get the necklace but off. If
1: they are captured,
0: if they're captured, they can struggle and make sure unc- that they can't get what the necklace their off. If they're
1: unconscious.
0: <laughs> then the then they're probably dead anyway, because they're going to get <laughs> killed by Voldemort, so... Jax. What? I'm right, you're wrong. Okay, Don't try to pretend.
1: Right.
0: Uh-huh. You try. Look, we're going to do an experiment. Find a no, necklace. I'm going
1: to punch you in the throat. We're
0: going to find you a necklace, and I'm going to try to take it off you, and you struggle. We'll right. see if I can you're do gonna it. You're
1: going to very easily be able to take it off. <laughs> but uh, i got to say, like, that whole... Them wandering around right through the forest, there are parts of it that I really like, and there are other parts of it where I feel like we're just... Wandering around in the, in the forest. Yeah. Like, I get, I get like, every time we, like, kind of, like, we're, like, oh, we're figuring something out. Or there's an emotional beat. I'm, like, that's great. But then the rest of the time we're just yeah. kind of slugging it around through the forest. And it's, like, like, one of my favorite montages in this whole movie is that scene where they've got the radio that's playing the missing names. While yeah, They just yeah. kind of, like, wander through, like, well, for, like, part of it they're, like, wandering through the forest and then they get to, like, this, like the houses. nuclear power plant no the horse or not horses or the houses like racetrack RV park where they get to like that RV park horse and like carriage. All of, I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> no you don't get to hear my point anymore
0: okay. I liked it too I liked it yeah, when great. there were the voices when there were the voices because you you are also listening to it, right? You're afraid yeah. that they're gonna name drop somebody that you know. Yeah. So it, it makes you as the audience feel the same thing that the that the characters are feeling, you know, just by proxy. Yeah. It's a really smart, I think, writing choice.
1: Yeah. Well, I just love that transition where they're like going through the wilderness and they're like all alone, but then they get to that R V park where like people where muggles are supposed to be. Right. And it's just totally destroyed and there's nobody there. Like it kinda it just shows how much like, how much the Death Eaters are still doing things that we don't see. Right. So much so that it's just become, like, regular. Like, he's like, the list today is short. Like, this is just right. every day. Like, every single yeah.
0: one. Now, um... Something that we kind of skipped over that I wanted to bring up was... This movie has sort of a resurgence of, like, magical horse shit. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily as much yeah. in the last two. Yeah. Mostly it's just because they need to figure out ways to make it so that Voldemort doesn't just kill Harry super easily. Yeah. basically, And so they do so much legwork in the first four books explaining why Harry doesn't die so many different ways. Yeah. In stupid, made-up, dumb ways.
1: Stupid, bullshit, dumb ways.
0: And then in 5 and 6, there's much less Voldemort stuff. Yeah. Basically. In 5 and 6, like, uh, you know, in 5, there's the fight with Voldemort at the end, but the reason he doesn't get killed is because Dumbledore fights him. Yeah. They don't have to make up anything stupid to keep him from that. And then the 6th one, Voldemort's not even in it. He's not really in any much mortal danger for the majority of the the movie, you know? They don't have to do anything there. So I had almost forgotten how much horse shit there was in this franchise. (laughs) But then at the end it's like, oh, I'm... Voldemort just can't kill Harry at all I guess because Harry's wand will just instinctively magically yeah. like whip well, to him and defend him well
1: it's like they, they've got the same core that was the whole thing yeah it's like from the same feather and that's fox and it's Dumbledore's bird because everything has to be connected to 12 other things <laughs> yeah. in the Harry uh-huh. Potter universe uh and it all has to be connected to somebody that we personally know <laughs> exactly like when it's like oh who's this guy oh it's Sirius's brother yeah. Yeah. oh like all that stuff anyway But it's, like, okay, they've established that, like, Harry and Voldemort's wands have the same core. And it's, like, okay, so they're twins, so they can't kill each other. It's, like, okay, like, we've established that, I can accept that. And then he gets a different wand, and they're, like, that doesn't fucking work either. And I'm, like, why? Why doesn't that work?
0: Because it's his spirit.
1: It's because their souls are intertwined. It's true. And because Lily loved Harry (laughs) so
0: much. But, like, yeah, I don't know. And it's just, like... Why? You didn't even have to have that. And this one, yeah. you could have just made it so that Voldemort wasn't there. Nobody yeah. would be like, well, wasn't Voldemort there? Why didn't he just show up and kill him?" It's where like, was Voldemort? Yeah, it's like, well, like nobody was, was asking he's
1: that. Busy. He's, yeah. he's busy. Yeah,
0: he's Well, like we weren't. He wasn't there the whole time, and I was never once thinking like, "I wonder if Voldemort's going to show up in person and try yeah. to kill Harry." Well,
1: it's because we have like we kind of do know where Voldemort is because Harry has all those dreams because he and Voldemort are connected. Right. And like that, I really like that because you can like tell that like Voldemort. The reason that. Voldemort Voldemort isn't here to just kill Harrys because he's trying to figure out the wand thing because he's like, oh, I'm right. all oh, my wandstone. He's wand. like
0: off doing something else. Yeah, he's
1: like, Aha! If I have the Elder Wand, then I can probably yeah. kill Harry. I, there's no reason for me to believe right. this, but I'll do yeah. that.
0: No, they just wrote in. It's like, oh, and then Voldemort shows up, and some bullshit happens. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, like, it, it's okay.
1: it, it's because they kind they try to establish they try to give Voldemort a reason to want the Elder Wand. It's true. like Voldemort wants the Elder Wand. Because, for some reason, no other wand can kill Harry because their souls are entwined.
0: And they never and really say why the Elder Wand would why work. Why the Elder
1: Wand would work. I like, guess
0: because it's magically, it will always win in a duel. Yeah. I so guess. I guess that trumps, that Whatever trumps it yeah. But it's like,
1: maybe Voldemort just fucking wants the Elder Wand because it's the Elder Wand. Right, and why yeah. wouldn't he want that? You it's like, they have it, to yeah. give him, like, a weird, like, motivation to get it. And it's like, That's well, true. if Voldemort believes in all of this stuff and he thinks that he could never win a fight if he could never lose a fight with the elder one, then it's like, he's just going to want them. Yeah. That sounds like a pretty him... good thing
0: to want. <laughs> yeah. You
1: don't have to give him other reasons to go and get it.
0: Um, so the, we just have a really long time, you know, I'm just like gonna wandering just, through just the wandering woods. through the woods. And I we wrote get down a return like, return
1: of corny teenage Ron. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, um, the, but like, I don't know. I just wrote down like, Oh, friends leaving each other behind and Hedwig dying and Harry's yeah. wand breaks. It's like, how many different metaphors for the yeah. death of innocence can we get in can this thing? We get, like, we <laughs> it's need them okay. All. Like, it's fine. You could have just only done one of those, but whatever. Yeah. It's okay. Like, I don't know. Harry's wand didn't need to break. That's stupid. Yeah.
1: Um, well, it's because. Well, now. Because now, okay, when Harry's wand breaks, now Voldemort doesn't even need his fake reason to get the older wand. Anymore. Well, no,
0: because it's still, presumably if Harry had a different wand, it would still also but be the same thing. But they didn't
1: tell us that. Okay,
0: you can you can surmise don't. that it would. Th- the rules would still apply okay. to Voldemort as well I'm just as saying Harry.
1: it's magical bullshit and there are it no is, rules. It is, it is stupid. And they should stop trying to tell me that there are rules.
0: No, yeah, and that's the thing about Harry Potter, just in general, is that, like, the whole system is so loosey-goosey and there's not, like, a strict set of rules that you can look at and, yeah. like... You know, build your build your conflict around. You yeah, know? well, it's
1: because every time something <laughs> happens, I'm like, why aren't we just using magic? And it's like, um, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> right,
0: um, the uh, or, sorry, just a moment. There was something I was hoping to say besides that.
1: Do they ever explain the whole thing with the sword being in the lake and the dough?
0: Oh, right, it's just like Harry's dead dad.
1: What well, is it his mom or his dad?
0: Alright, I think it's his mom. Yeah. Because I think the dad was the stag and the mom was the doe. Yeah. Because they are lovers. Yeah. And uh, so
1: you have to have the same patronage. Uh,
0: oh, I was going to say a second ago, we can get back to that in a second, but I just wanted to finish off my thought from earlier. That's fine. If Harry broke his wand and it, like, became, like, a whole thing, yeah. where, like, they're in a fight and there's only two wands between the three of them, yeah. and they have to sort of, like, pass the wands off to each other that and, like, find dumb. good ways to make it. Like, to make it work with only two wands, or maybe even, like, maybe Ron's wand will break also. It turns into, like, a John Wick thing, where, like, whenever they knock somebody out, they can take their wand and, like, start doing that. Well,
1: but all it does is it just makes this movie, like, wands don't fucking matter in this movie, because everyone's dropping wands and getting new wands and throwing wands away and losing their wands. Like, it's just, like, wands don't matter anymore. Right. We'll tell you when somebody has a wand, but, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, but, like, I don't know. I think there's sort of a thematic element of, like, wands being taken away, because we when you see that that um, that moment in the in the ministry where they're like interrogating that girl and they're like, hand over your wand and she's like, no, this is my this is my wand, this is my wand, I got at Olive Andrews and I was eleven, it's important yeah. to me. I think that sort of sets up that like the the significance of wands isn't a practical one. Yeah. It's just that this is an important totem for Of, like, people. your
1: magicality. Yeah, I
0: remember a few years ago when Dad lost his Bible, his first, like, third grade Bible, oh, and he yeah. was, like, always looking around for it. Like, any other Bible, it's, yeah. it's a Bible, they're all <laughs> they're the all
1: same. got the same words. Yeah, me.
0: exactly. But it's, like, you know, it's important to him, and now yeah. it's, like, a big deal for him when he lost it. Um And, like, you know, I think I, I don't, I'm not necessarily upset that we put emphasis on one's, like, breaking and going away and make that feel important. Yeah. Um, I just also wish there would have been a cool John Wick element where you're yeah. stealing wands from people and having wands run out of ammo and you can reload your wands while you're going. And, but yeah, I don't know. I would have written an action sequence where it was like a, a, a point that Harry didn't have a wand and yeah, like, they're I like sharing them, wands. Yeah, like throwing
1: wands to each other when yeah. I do like the kind of like, I don't know, I kind of like and I kind of don't like, like the way that they make like the locket feel like so powerful even when it isn't doing anything. Right. Because the it it's the One Ring from the Lord of the Rings. That's what it is. It's a necklace. It's very similar, but it doesn't feel similar because they kind of make it feel more alive. Like it like squeals and like yeah. these weird yelp sounds, and there's always that like high ringing. Like, and I kind of I kind of like that. That it gives it its own kind of, like, texture, kind of. Totally. If that makes any sense. Like, just the way that they, like, develop it in the world. Like, it feels like something just, like, pure evil.
0: Yeah. No, and we've talked about this on the, these episodes before, just how great the sound editing is. Oh, yeah. Or sound design, I should say. In all the Harry Potter movies. Um, this one especially, they do so much cool stuff, like, with the locket. How it's sort of, like, it's not necessarily always, like actual, like, animal-y sounds coming out of it. Like, yeah. at first, it's just sort of, like, the sound of, like, the crystal sort of, like, mending itself. But yeah. it kind of weirdly sounds like scritching, scattering, like, something yeah. moving around inside. Um, and all the stuff they do with, like, the the sort of enchantments with the bubble, like, you, how you always get that sort of, like, muted sound whenever yeah. you're on the opposite side of it, you know? Yeah. And it's so... it's. I, there's just they make so many great so many decisions. specific yeah. decisions in all of these movies that i think are just the absolute best i think in terms of at least to me maybe you know sound editing w- or sound design is one of those things it's like always best if you don't notice it but like yeah. to me like the harry potter movies are kind of the coup de grace of like great sound design
1: yeah where it's like i i don't like sound design is great when you don't notice it i'm like i think that's true for like ambient noise but like for like Effects like that, I think. Like, I want to notice it. I want to be yeah. like, "Ooh, something's changed." Like, we're doing something. Right. Like, it's a point. Aside, it's an effect, and it should have an effect. Right. And of course, it depends on what you're doing and why you're doing it. But I think, I think that thing that you said is stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, the
0: um, the so like the sequence where they're like breaking the locket mm-hmm. is um, I mean yeah so I guess the sort of Gryffindor. Shows up because he's a true Gryffindor, like, and that's the I rule. Sometimes it just shows up. Sometimes it just shows up. Why it didn't show up before, or why it didn't show up yeah. to anybody else at any point, or why it, I thought it whatever. was was
1: it tied to the Sorting Hat, or did it just happen to be in the Sorting Hat? It just hat happened the first to be time. in the Sorting okay. Hat. Okay, it was first like time. a true Gryffindor can pull the sword out of whenever, whenever.
0: Yeah, it'll just reveal itself to you.
1: But for some reason, it revealed itself at the bottom of a lake. Don't worry right about now. it because
0: it's magical bullshit. <laughs> and we <laughs> went two whole movies without it, and I thought we were done, but yeah. I guess not.
1: Yeah. And it's like it's it's like you can have you can have magical bullshit that's fine, but it's just it's it's like the magical bullshit and then the bullshit to deal with the magical bullshit. Right. It's like you establish the bullshit of like any Gryffindor can get the sword, like a true Gryffindor when they need it, the sword will appear. And it's like okay, yeah. that's great. Why is it at the bottom of a fucking lake though? <laughs> Why does the ghost of Lily Deer have to show Harry where it is? Right. Like It's like if it was like that, like I feel like if you at least just, like, Harry was just, like, going through his bag and he just, like, pulled out the Sword of God, right, like, yeah. that would be ma- magical bullshit, but, like, it's magical bullshit that we've established and makes sense right. because you've told us that before. Or if
0: maybe, like, the locket sort of, like, opened by mistake and it's turned into a Dark Souls monster and flipped yeah. out and they were all like, oh my god, what do we do? And then, like, yeah. that's the moment where Harry, like, falls over into a pile of leaves and there's just, like, a fucking sword in the leaves yeah, and it's that like, would oh, tight. <laughs> like, cool, cool sword! <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know, and they try to make it so, like, meaningful. Yeah. But it's like, it's just- it doesn't mean anything, because it's pointless.
1: And it's- it- yeah. It- yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: I always- okay, I'm really interested in the fact that after that, Ron gets really upset. Or I guess it's- I guess this is all before that, I'm a little out of order.
1: That's
0: fine. When Ron, like, leaves in a huff, he comes back a few scenes later, And he's like, oh, yeah, I was just sort of bumming around, trying to find stuff, you know, looking for Horcrux, was doing my thing, and I took this wand off a Death Eater, and I was, like, fighting guys in pubs, and I was like, wow, like, that sounds like a cool and exciting thing. Yeah. And this movie really only has, like, two big action sequences in it.
1: And they're both great.
0: Yeah. Um, But it's, like, it's a really specific decision to not show you Ron's whole adventure. Yeah, because that
1: sounds dope. Yeah. yeah,
0: Because, you know, if this were you know, one of the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies, they would have yeah. been like, oh, let's take 40 minutes yeah. and just focus on Ron and show his whole thing where he doesn't really do anything, but it's just like, yeah. he's out and he gets attacked by some guys and he has to fight and run away and whatever. Yeah. Um, but they they make the explicit decision, and, you know, they don't show you all the stuff in the book either, but, yeah. um, but they make the explicit decision to just be like, it's not important, you yeah. know? It's like, it. the temptation is so strong to be like, that sounds great. It's a big, cool fight with magic. Yeah. You could get a whole big, disaster set piece where they blow up a whole fucking pub. Yeah. Like, that sounds super cool, but they, like, specifically opt yeah. not to do that. They don't show you because they decided it's not important to what they're doing.
1: Yeah. And I... It's... And you get kind of the conflict between, like, what makes a good movie and what makes a good story. Right. Because, like... There's a lot of wandering around in the woods. And yeah. if we would like replace some of that wandering around with a really cool action set piece in a pub yeah. with Ron being Wizard John Wick. Like I would have I would have liked that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I I think it's definitely intentional though. Yeah. It's it's a commitment to this tone of like yeah. they're out of the woods and they just sort of have to they're like they're desperate and they don't have yeah. any any outside influence or any like means of communication with anybody right
1: yeah i mean i kind of like like it kind of shows that shows ron that he kind of has a choice and that this is just what the world is like it's you either have like this like quiet depressing like all by yourself like fighting against the word like total, total isolation or you have this kind of like always under attack and like that's like right. this, this is what life is and these are your two options so would you rather be in quiet isolation with your friends forever would you rather just having to fight right. to stay alive so yeah. i think i think i i understand they made a choice i respect that artistic choice but i'm saying they could have also done something right. cool yeah. yeah
0: um the uh so yeah i mean so i'm trying to think where well, we're missing because we got the big um, Like, the two big moments, the two big yeah. beats are the heist and them breaking the locket. And then um, after that, they just get captured, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And, I mean, you know, there's all this stuff where Ron leaves and Harry and Hermione have their moment. And, you know, they find each other and get themselves all back together and they break the locket. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything we're forgetting or if we can just go well, into then, the then they sequence get... at the end.
1: To bring the long, yeah. Why are they running away from when they get captured? Because they like teleport somewhere and they teleport like right into a group of snatchers. I don't remember. What uh, oh,
0: because they go to uh, Luna's dad's. That's
1: house. right. That's what it is. that animation. Right, 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 for right. The Deathly Hollow scene is so tight. Yeah,
0: no, it's like the best part of.
1: It's so good. All these movies. Like it's just like so. It just looks like. A super artistic like short film that they just like put in the middle of their film right? And it, but it's just like so good and like visually different from everything it, like it's yeah. just it's so striking and so cool and so like kind of creepy which right. still, like totally fits with like the story it's so cool yeah. I wish the scene around it wasn't boring as hell <laughs> but yeah
0: I think the David Yates Harry Potter movies have a strong aesthetic sort of I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to describe anytime it needs to be sort of formalist and abstract it yeah. does so in a really specific way yeah i'm thinking of like the smoke in the water coming down and like forming yeah. the scene in half-blood prince when they go into the pensieve yeah or like the moment in this movie where they apparate somewhere and like the crazy like shapes of people cool like hell. turn yeah. into trees and you sort of get the scene i think that animated sequence sort of Ties in like just visually really well, with sort of the language of his other two Harry Potter movies.
1: Yeah, there's like, like, sort the of a fabric, and yeah, like, yeah, flowy,
0: fabricy, sort of like smoke and like ink and water kind of way. Yeah, there's a very sort of there's a there's a visual tie whenever it needs to be sort of abstract and formal. Yeah,
1: you well, know? um, it's like that's a great way to show magic. Like I don't want magic to always just be a beam of light. Like, yeah, I don't want it to be a laser battle. Like whenever they do like. That, like, thing where they teleport and the guy, like, grabs onto them and they, like, morph, like, into each other and morph out and you see him, like, let go in one location and it's all warped and you see the rest of them go off. And there's a really cool shot where there's just, like, these, like, black, like, stretched out things in the sky that, like, stretch out into the trees. Like, it's just so visually interesting and it's like that's magic baby and then everything (laughs) that's what
0: I call magic that's what I
1: call magic and then everything else is like lasers
0: yeah that's why Doctor Strange fucking kicks ass
1: yeah that's why Doctor Strange kicks ass because let magic be cool it's not all just lasers and lightning and you can do some really cool shit with lightning don't get me wrong but if I see it twelve times And that's all that I think that magic is. Right. That ain't magic, baby. No, yeah.
0: No, and because, you know, it really explicitly, like, Order of the Phoenix does a lot of really cool shit in that big, like, duel at the end. Yeah. But all the... There aren't a lot of, like, face-to-face confrontations in this movie. And the ones there are... Yeah. are just really stupid and boring. Yeah. <laughs> they're, well, just, like, they're just, like, waving around, and you see someone psh, go, like, psh, and, like, somebody makes a little shield in front of them to defend yeah. it it goes and, it like, sparks off, and then they do the yeah. same thing the other way, and they just kind of go I mean, back and I think forth a couple times. I think it's
1: just showing the difference between, like, a wizard duel and, like, a street fight. Like, a yeah. street fight is I'm gonna make you explode because that's the <laughs> easiest thing to do right. versus a wizard duel where Dumbledore's like, I'm gonna make a big snake out of broken glass, mm-hmm. and it's gonna turn into dust, and then it's gonna turn into lightning. Like, right. it's just, like, showing, like, the different, like, Styles of finding in like, within magic and like within wizarddom. Right.
0: Know? Um So, yeah, I I wanted to say that like David Gates, much more so than any of the other directors, likes to sort of like actually get pretty intense when things are scary. Yeah. Like you know we talked about the Inferi in the Inferi in uh in Half Blood Prince and how like upsetting they are. Oh yeah. And like how like, really distressing it is to see Dumbledore, like, drinking that poison. Oh, yeah. Um, and this one, it's, like, the scene where they're, they're at that, I guess it's the Malfoy house, is yeah. it? I don't remember if they are Their specific. weird-ass house. Yeah. Um, the, but they're, like, down in the dungeon, and they can just hear Hermione screaming up yeah. above. It's, like, it's really, really intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess they don't show you, I guess they hold the reveal until the next movie. Yeah. What she, she wrote in Blood Blood in her arm. No,
1: they show you
0: that. Oh, they do? Yeah. I thought they didn't show you No, that they until. show you. Um, yeah and like that whole sequence is kind of cool it turns into like this like escape heist sort of deal yeah with like Dobby at the helm for some reason like Dobby all this Dobby's all of a sudden like in an Assassin's Creed game (laughs) (laughs) it's like like finding out good ways to take people out without them seeing him I think that's so fun Yeah,
1: I love see I love the introduction of Dobby at the end I like this like Dobby like Because the whole thing is that like Dobby is a free elf. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He can help whoever he wants. He's on nobody's side. He's in it to do what he thinks is good. Mm. And we kind of don't do anything about that until right now in this movie. Right. Which is fine because Dobby's been, I don't know, partying. He doesn't need to be in all of them. Yeah. But it's just that, because we even say that when like Bellatrix is like, how dare you defy your masters? And Dobby's like, Dobby is here for his friends. Dobby doesn't fight. Dobby doesn't belong to anybody. It's like, that's really great. And then we kill him, and then we don't yeah. have to get any of that. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's stupid to kill
0: him. I think the ending of this movie is really lackluster. Yeah, because I mean, I know it's a part one, part two situation. Yeah, well, it just
1: stops all, all the motion, all everything that we had built up. Like we had so much like power going through. It's like okay, we're doing this, and then this happens, and we get right. captured, and then we escape, and then we run away, and we just barely make it. And then we kind of like stop everything. To have a funeral for Dobby. Yeah. And then we have that weird scene where Voldemort gets the Elder Wand. And right. it's like, it just, it feels like it just, like, stopped all our kinetic yeah. energy. I mean, I don't know,
0: I don't mind necessarily Voldemort getting the wand, because that's a through line in those last few moments. Yeah, because that's,
1: like, like, what Voldemort's been doing the whole
0: movie. Yeah, they're like, Voldemort wants the wand, and if we don't stop him, he'll have it by tonight. They keep yeah. saying that. Like, their goal is to, like, get out and see if they can't stop Voldemort from getting the wand. That's sort of their, their objective in that last scene besides just escape you know and then it's like oh they fucking failed they didn't do it he got the elder wand and that's good yeah i i just think that like there was a better way to split this story up that we could have a more satisfying conclusion in this movie yeah it's kind of like you know i mean it's heresy to say it but like empire strikes back doesn't really have a very satisfying ending either yeah. You know, like he gets his hand chopped off, and they rescue him. and It's like this whole big thing, but it's kind of like I don't know. There wasn't like a a a big. I guess that's not a good example. Um, well, it's
1: like we it's like we've done everything that we can do in this movie. You gotta wait for the next exactly. Movie like yeah. that's what it feels like.
0: And you know, I think Infinity War does a better job I than think- this movie in like sort of a part one, part two scenario because it is really you do have like a big climax you know and they end it right at the the sort of big big like climactic (laughs) moment um but this movie they choose to end it on like a medium-sized set piece and like kind of a lukewarm sad moment and you're like oh and now the movie is just over (laughs) okay i think because we were we were looking at it together i kept being like no they robbed the bank at gringotts at the end that's the end of this because i was expecting there to be like one last big exciting thing yeah but uh, that's the beginning of the next movie i guess because i kept being like there's got to be like a big thing they do there's like a big thing they do before it ends and then like we spent like eight minutes looking at dobby's dead body before the (laughs) credits roll even
1: if they just like ended it with like if they had just, like, just ended it, like, right when Dobby dies. Like, if, like, they teleport and, like, they have that moment of realization of, like, oh, shit, Dobby's been stabbed and then we end the movie. Right. And then even if we can have the stupid funeral, but, like, have that be the beginning of the next movie because that would be a perfect through line. And it's kind of like a low moment to start yeah. the next movie at, which we kind of do anyway, because then there's just wrong, there's just Harry being sad in Fleur's house. Yeah.
0: Well, I still, I just still don't think that Dobby dying is even a good yeah, choice yeah, no, at yeah. all. Yeah. I'm Yeah. Let alone yeah. like a moment to the end of the film on. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: No, killing Dobby is stupid. He could have done more. It's it doesn't it, it doesn't do anything for his character. It really doesn't do anything for anybody else's character, other yeah. than having another dead person to be, want revenge for. Exactly.
0: Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think you know if they had ended it. Um, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think because the last movie is the shortest one. That one's only about two hours long. Yeah. This one's about two forty.
1: And it feels
0: like. But it. like if they had if they had put the sequence at the Malfoys and Dobby dying at the beginning of the next one... Yeah. I think that would have been more satisfying, but I'm trying to think where I would have ended it in this one. Because it could be... Before... Because the last thing they do is they destroy the locket. But that's only, like, 90 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And we spend at least... No, I guess it's not that long. I guess you could do it after they destroy the locket. You could add an extra little sequence that's, like, kind of a wrap-up. But I think... But, uh, I don't know how interesting this is to listen to. But, like, the... I wouldn't want to open the next movie with them just going to Xenophilius Lovegood's house and having a conversation. Yeah. Like, the animated thing's cool, but that's not, like, a super cool moment to, like, open a, the final movie of the franchise with, yeah. you know? Maybe, I don't know, maybe they are right. Maybe this is the best way to do it, even yeah. though it, it's well, not it's that just... good. Well, it's
1: just... It's because Voldemort's whole thing is that it's like mudbloods are, or like muggles and mudbloods are like the lowest of the low. But even like they even talk about that. They talk about it more in the book because the whole thing is that there's that terrifying statue in the Ministry of like that like chair with the wizard on it that's like being like crushing and being supported by all the muggles. Right. But the whole thing is that it was like replacing the statue of like a centaur and a wizard and a human and like a elf and like a goblin and like how like showing how like all magical life was, like, working together, and right. that's, that statue is, like, totally thrown away and replaced with this one that has, like, I think, in the book, I think it does have, like, elves and other magical creatures also right. being crushed with the muggles. So to have Dobby, like, I want Dobby to be a part of that, because the right, whole thing is that right. we're fighting for basically magical equality. We're fighting for, like, the muggles and the mudbloods. Right. But it's, it's... It, it's also for house elves because house elves are, like, even lower than that. So for right. for Dobby to be like, I'm a free elf. I choose what I want to fight for, and I want to fight for this. I right. feel like that would have been so much more impactful. It's like, get have Dumbledore get his ass... Or not Dumbledore. Get Voldemort have his ass handed to him by a house elf. Like, that's, right. like... He thinks so little of mudbloods, but he thinks even less of like this right. other thing. And like, give give Dobby the power to like make a difference. Yeah. And they just don't do that at all. They just yeah fucking kill him.
0: That's the way to do it. So you add a few extra lines of dialogue earlier on yeah. about how they hate half or how they hate house elves and that's yeah. the whole thing. Um, also do better with house elves the whole rest of the just franchise. The whole
1: franchise. <laughs> do
0: that first, then make it super exciting that Dobby fights back. Yeah. And sad true. when he dies, and then at the end a whole bunch of other house elves in the yeah. last movie rally together and use Dobby as like a symbol yeah. as like a martyr to well, fight against a- Voldemort and then that's a good way and to end and then the movie.
1: yeah like have his death mean something like have it like even be like have it be, like, house elves who aren't free, like, right. fight, like, go against their horrible families to, like, fight against Dumbledore yeah. or Voldemort. I keep saying Voldemort and Dumbledore because they're the same number of syllables, so it's not my fault.
0: Don't they do that in the book? Isn't there, like, a throwaway line where they talk about house elves in the big battle of the I, end?
1: I think in the Battle of Hogwarts, I think they do talk about the house elves fighting back, but they still are just probably protecting the castle because they work there. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. Um. Uh, so, hey, Adeline yeah Uh, do you want to hear a review of the film
1: I do wait
0: first overall what do you think what's your stance
1: I like this one I think I I like the part 2 I think the part 2 is a little bit better because there's just there's a lot of wandering around the woods and like the stuff that we do in between the wandering around is really good like the fight scenes are really good like there's a lot of interesting stuff that they do but then it's it's very long and we do just kind of
0: wander around for a little bit. Uh, I like the wandering around the woods. I mean so. I, I like
1: it. There's just a lot of it. <laughs> um
0: so uh, here's here yeah, so do you like this better or worse than Half-Load Prince?
1: Definitely worse. Okay.
0: So what's your ranking?
1: Uh I like Half life Prince more. I think
0: No, like in general. What's your what's your whole deal so I, far? I, not kind of the last I one because we have like, do Don't it make it me
1: remember all the names of these <laughs> still movies. I like I like fucking... I like Order of the Phoenix is, I think, is still my favorite. I think so, too. Then Half-Blood Prince. Then this one.
0: I think I would say... um, Bottom... uh, One and two. Yeah, the first two. Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. I think... Honestly, it's then Prisoner of Azkaban, then mm-hmm. Goblet of Fire, I think we go in order. Yeah. Then this one, Half or Deathly Hallows Part 1. Yeah. Then half the Prince, I still think Order of the Phoenix is my top dog. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I haven't seen the last one in a really long time. Yeah. I'll have to... I guess we'll just see how I feel about yeah, cause it. Yeah, because we're going to watch when it. When I revisit it. Because I watched this... We had the first three... And the last two on DVD. Yeah. I watched this one, part one, um, I watched this one a lot when we had it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember watching the last one quite as often.
1: Yeah, not that much. I I don't know why that
0: is, but I always wanted to watch this one.
1: Yeah, well it's because you have weird demon baby Voldemort in the other one. (laughs)
0: Um... But anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll just see. We'll see how they how they wrap it up. See okay. if they can stick the landing. What's the
1: freaking review? Do you want to hear
0: a review? I'm just I do. look. Well, this is part of it. We got to talk about the whole movie. How
1: many stars is the review? Uh,
0: forty-five. They said.
1: Out of what?
0: Out of five. Oh. One out of five. They said, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should be able to log this one since I didn't finish it, but I did suffer and watch over half of it. So. Worst Harry Potter movie ever. Uh-huh. I can't explain how bored I was. Horrible movie to watch when you're high, by the way.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's your fault, sir. <laughs> Hated this movie. Watched half of it. Also, I was high the It Was all the very time. high.
0: Didn't this enjoy it. This is not a
1: movie to watch high.
0: <laughs> My name is Jackson McMurray. My name
1: is Alan McMurray. And
0: this has been No Nerds Allowed. And there are no,
1: none of them allowed here.
0: I. <laughs> Like, okay, you're like, Just, okay. It's so perfect that it's peppered in right at the end. Yeah, Also <laughs> terrible watching.
1: Okay, you're high. You're like, I want to watch a movie. I'll, I'll watch a movie like, magic. That's like, whoa, magic, because I'm high. And I, and I know I'm good And so you're like, oh, Harry Potter. Then you choose the most depressing Harry Potter movie.
0: Yeah, yeah literally and then you're the a- saddest one. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then you're like, what? Why aren't I having a good time? <laughs>